spiritual traveler through the Bible. Please join me for this bird's eye view of the scriptures. Stay as long as you like and let us together discover a bit more about the Bible from the beginning to the end. At the end of the previous podcast, we ended with the book of 1 Samuel. That book was largely the story of two men, Samuel and Saul. And later on in 1 Samuel, there is the early history of David. 2 Samuel centers around two other men, Samuel and David. 2 Samuel and 1 Chronicles can actually be dealt with together because these two books cover the same period of history. Each gives us a slightly different viewpoint of the story of David in his kingship over Judah and Israel. The story of David is perhaps the most wonderful story in the entire Bible. David was, as the scripture puts it, a man after God's own heart. David had an unwavering faith that already showed with him growing up as a boy. There was his battle with Goliath, living in the court of King Saul at the risk to his life, the story of his friendship with Jonathan, and finally being made king, first over Judah for seven years, and then over Israel and Judah together for 33 more years, a reign of 40 years altogether. However, there is a dark side to the story of David. There was a weakness in his life which resulted in the terrible moral fall of this man. He was an adulterer and a murderer. How could he, God's own man, be guilty of these terrible things? With each of these Bible characters' faults, we should always ask and try to discover how did it start. When we do this, we will learn about the nature of sin. David's fall starts in 2 Samuel chapter 11, verse 1. In the spring of the year, the time when kings go out to battle, David met Joab and his servants with him and all Israel, and they ravaged the Ammonites and besieged Rabbah. But David remained at Jerusalem. The danger to faith that we see displayed here is the danger of what can be described as a forgotten calling. The result was indulging in the lusts of the flesh. David was the king of Israel and Judah and was supposed to be at the head of the army. He forgot his calling. He was resting when he had no need for rest. He was staying home and enjoying himself while the others went into battle. While he was home enjoying himself, he went up upon the housetop and looking over into his neighbor's yard, saw a beautiful woman taking a bath. It did to him what such a sight does to any normal male. He was filled with lust and indulged his passion and had sex with her. In order to cover up that sin, he had to murder her husband. So the terrible fall of David occurred. It all began by the subtle danger of a forgotten calling and the indulgence of the flesh. However, despite this terrible fall, the wonderful part of this story is David's repentance. Despite David's fall, he was a man of the God's own heart, because the minute he was faced with his sin, he admitted it and repented, and he accepted the grace of God. The result of that can be read in Psalm 51. Quickly, we move into 1 Kings and 2 Chronicles, which again can be linked together because they cover the same general period. These two books are mostly about two men, Solomon and Jeroboam. Jeroboam was the rival to Solomon's son, Rehoboam, 
he became king of the northern kingdom, Israel. This is the story of the division of the kingdom between Judah and Israel. The story of Solomon tells us he was crowned king even before his father David's death. He came into the kingdom at the height of its glory. As a young man, Solomon chose wisdom rather than anything for himself. So God granted Solomon wisdom. He was the author of the books of Proverbs, Song of Solomon, and Ecclesiastes. But along with his wisdom, God gave him power, magnificence, and riches in abundance. But within this was the seed of Solomon's downfall, which we find in 1 Kings 3, verses 1 to 3. Solomon made a marriage alliance with Pharaoh, king of Egypt. He took Pharaoh's daughter and brought her into the city of David until he had finished building his own house and the house of the Lord and the wall around Jerusalem. The people were sacrificing at the high places, however, because no house had yet been built for the name of the Lord. Solomon loved the Lord, walking in the statutes of David his father, and he sacrificed and made offerings at the high places. Solomon was a man who loved God. He loved God with all his heart. Solomon began his reign with a wonderful expression of submission and a desire for God's rule and authority in his life. He followed in the footsteps of his father, David. Nevertheless, he does two little things, which might seem to be very small, trivial matters that would ultimately overthrow his kingdom. Firstly, he made an alliance with the daughter of Pharaoh, the king of Egypt, and brought her into the central life of the nation of Israel. Now throughout scripture, Egypt is always a picture and a symbol of the world and slavery to the flesh. Here an alliance was made with the world. Secondly, Solomon also worshipped at the high places. In the pagan religions of that day, all the worship and rites were always conducted up on mountain tops. The pagan tribes erected altars, many of which were the center of idolatrous worship, including fertility rituals that used sexual acts as part of the worship. But those same altars were also used by the people of Israel and used for sacrifices to Jehovah. The Ark of God was now in the city of Jerusalem in the tabernacle where David had placed it, but Solomon did not present his offerings at the altar in the tabernacle. Instead, he offered them in these high places. He was offering sacrifices to God, but on pagan altars. On the surface, there was much that was beautiful and admirable in Solomon's rule, and in general his heart was set in the right direction. Nevertheless, there was an area that was not fully committed to God. There was a weakness in his fellowship. There was a lack of understanding that the secret of God's love lay in that inner submission to God's will, represented by the worshipping before the Ark of the Covenant. Even today, in many of our lives, there are signs of outward submission and commitment to the will of God, but within our private inner life, there is a lack of warmth and a hunger after God. It was here that David had his strength. Even though David fell into the dark sins of murder and adultery, nevertheless, in the inner sanctum of his heart, there was a deep and abiding commitment to the will of God and a hungering after the person of God. We can see this hunger and commitment in all the Psalms of David. But this strength is lacking in Solomon, and this is the first indication 
that there was something wrong with his life. If we read 1 Kings chapter 6 verses 38 and 1 Kings chapter 7 verse 1, we will see clearly the beginning of a self-centered life and a love for material possessions. And in the eleventh year, in the month of Bull, which is the eighth month, the house was finished in all of its parts, according to all of its specifications. Solomon was seven years in building it. Solomon was building his own house thirteen years, and he finished his entire house. Solomon spent seven years building the temple, yet spent thirteen years on his own house. The downfall of Solomon was the danger of glorification of material possessions. Later on, in 1 Kings chapter 11 verses 1 to 3 it says, Now King Solomon loved many foreign women, along with the daughter of Pharaoh, Maobite, Ammonite, Edomite, Sidonian, and Hittite women, from the nations concerning which the Lord had said to the people of Israel, You shall not enter into marriage with them, neither shall they with you, for surely they will turn away your heart after their gods. Solomon clung to these in love. He had seven hundred wives who were princesses and three hundred concubines, and his wives turned away his heart. That is the story of the downfall of the wisest man who ever lived. His heart was turned away from the Lord by the love of things, his spiritual strength lost by giving himself to possessions. The rest of the book of 1 Kings is the story of Jeroboam and the rebellion he started and the establishment of the northern kingdom of Israel. We can find the danger and stumbling block within Jeroboam's life. It can be found in 1 Kings chapter 12 verses 26 to 28. And Jeroboam said in his heart, Now the kingdom will turn back to the house of David. If this people go up to offer sacrifices in the temple of the Lord at Jerusalem, then the heart of this people will turn again to their Lord, to Rehoboam, king of Judah, and they will kill me and return to Rehoboam, king of Judah. So the king took counsel and made two calves of gold. He said to the people, You have gone up to Jerusalem long enough. Behold your gods, O Israel, who brought you up out of the land of Egypt. This was the danger of a substitute faith. But what is a substitute faith? It is religious deceit. This is the peril which is deluding and destroying the faith of thousands and millions today. All over South Africa, we encounter Mormons, Jehovah's Witnesses, Christian scientists, charismatic Pentecostals, Zionists, and members of many other such deceptive cults that have fallen into Jeroboam's sin. They have succumbed to the pressure of a substitute faith of false gods with Christian names. How many have been destroyed by that? It is very important that we always follow what the Word tells us about Christ and allow the Holy Spirit to reveal to each one of us a personal revelation of the risen Christ in our lives. We should never be deceived like Jeroboam into following a substitute faith one that replaces Christ Jesus with something else that is man-made, in other words, our own golden calves. Right in the midst of all the negativity of 1 Kings and 2 Chronicles is a shining example of God's grace, the story of a man who lived and walked unaffected by these dangers and pressures. 
the glorification of material possessions and a substitute faith. He was Elijah, one of the greatest prophets in the entire Bible. This is David Wells, your fellow traveler in Christ, and this has been the podcast of the Bible from the beginning to the end, episode 10. Thank you.